Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident jester, Jolie. So. On this week's episode, we dive into women's action on Raw and AEW, the future of Matt Hardy, Hall of Fame rumors, New Japan going up against NXT, and predictions for NXT TakeOver Portland. Okay, so starting off the week on Monday Night Raw, the first action was Becky defending her Raw Women's Championship against Asuka, another great match. And then afterwards, uh, the rumors came true with Ms. Shayna Baszler making her presence known, and we all know that the rumors are about that Shayna will be taking on Becky at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, in regards to the storyline and this feud getting off, um, getting off to the right track, Kayla, is this off? Is the storyline off on the right start? Well, I knew doing a whole Becky Lynch versus Oscar, I knew there was going to be some kind of there was going to be some kind of interaction with Shayna. Either she would just come up out of the ma- uh, come out after the match, interfere somehow, or like she did, um, attack her from the back. Um, because that's how the Queen of Spades is. She normally will attack from behind. Um, little funny story at work. Um, working second shift, all we see the wrestling department chat just blow up. And when I see you all talking about it, and then I get a video clip of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme from Jolie, I'm like, okay, what what's going on here? So, um, and then the whole she bit her in the back of the neck, I was just like, did not expect that. Um, I actually kind of thought it was a good way to start the storyline, but then it kind of was kind of weird. So it's making me kind of wonder where are they taking her? Are they going to, you know, make this her whole gimmick? Is she um, changing around or is it just the way they're going to have her strike at Becky? And it just makes me wonder, okay, if Shayna is biting Becky, what are they going to make Becky do? So that's kind of like makes me wonder, like, okay, we're going from biting to what? So between now and WrestleMania, it's going to be up in the air, like, um, how's the storyline going to go? So I kind of think it was a good way how to bring her in, but it was kind of weird in a way, so... Yeah, you never thought Shayna would be the one for gimmicks, but we'll get we'll see what happens. Jolie, cue Buffy theme. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so my best friend and I were talking. Um, a lot of people know her as that fiend or friend. Uh, her name's Sammy. Um, we actually do a lot of stuff about wolves. We know a lot about wolves. We love wolves. What Shayna did wasn't a vampire move. It was a wolf move. It was an alpha wolf move. You oh. grab an alpha by the neck and pin them down to prove your dominance. So basically, this is one alpha female versus another alpha female. And I am loving it because, you know, you have the dominated alpha female, um, Becky, GTA, a ambulance, drive it back, though she needed a telephone book to see over the steering wheel. <laughs> come out, walk the ring, she still has blood on her, and she's like, cuts another amazing promo saying, I'm going to break you down week by week by week, and Shane just disappears. And people were hoping that Becky would show up to NXT. I knew she wouldn't because they don't need that storyline on NXT right now. It's, they're focusing on Portland. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it was very Alpha Wolf like you have um in becky's uh was it chronicle yeah becky's chronicle where you have seth's calling her an alpha female we already know shane is an alpha female right so it wasn't more so of a vampire move even though all the memes work people doing videos to vampires becky calling herself becky the vampire slayer this is not becky or this is not buffy the vampire slayer this is teen wolf (laughs) <laughs> similar no. dr- s- similar genre 
I'm all for it. It's not really a gimmick if you think about it because Shayna has always had that alpha personality. She has a pack that follows her. Mm-hmm. Becky's technically a lone alpha. She has no pack. So if this does somehow bring all that, Becky might have to form a pack to protect herself. We'll see what happens. But either way, it is going to be a great way of great storyline and I cannot wait to see what happens next and I will give Becky props for continuing with the storyline that following Tuesday at the SoFi announcement with the giant bandage on the back of her neck the best thing about Becky Lynch right there is that she keeps KFAB alive no you're right about that because it's like she's dressed up all dolled up got the title her hair and everything and then the bandage on her neck so she definitely knows how to keep the storyline going no, when I saw it, I thought it was like a very interesting way to get everything going regarding the sorting line. Um, it was something I was definitely not expecting. And then I love the analogy with the whole wolf, wolf uh, motif and everything. So it's like, it's like, so that's definitely a, that's definitely more of an interesting way to put it. Uh, some of the tweets and memes afterwards, a little over the top. <laughs> To say the least. But as far as like with storylines and everything, Shayna has definitely made her presence known. And um, even though Triple H says she's technically uh, still on NXT, we know she's coming to Raw. So um, it's only only a matter of time. And so later on in Raw, uh, Randy Orton comes out, tries to explain his actions again, and gets cut off by Matt Hardy. He comes out wanting an explanation, uh, even says, like, him and Edge have had some history and everything. Randy Orton uh, ends up attacking him, and boom, with another concerto. Uh, rumors um, and stories came out afterwards that Matt Hardy's contract is ending soon, and so we don't know if this was actually his very last time on WWE TV or not. So, Jolie, what happens for Matt Hardy next after what happened on Raw? Whatever happens, uh, whether he stays or goes, it's ultimately his decision. I feel that he has decided to possibly leave the company. Matt has had a great return run since WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania Orlando when him and his brother won the tag titles. They won the Raw titles then, and they won the SmackDown titles later. He also had a singles title run, and he had a great feud with Bray Wyatt. Matt is great at putting people, especially the younger talent, over. It was going to be sad seeing him leave, but as a fan of Matt Hardy and finally being able to see him wrestle in person you know, for the first time in 20 years um, at a house show, uh, I will follow him wherever he goes. I will always be a fan of Matt Hardy's, and as long as he keeps doing the free to delete videos, I don't care. They're great. They're hilarious. So whatever he decides, I will support him. I know most of the fans will support him because of the fact that he has brought a lot of people into wrestling as fans. If you hear people talking, like coming in, they'll say Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Lita, all inspired them. And, you know, part of me wants to be selfish and say, just hold out till SummerSlam. Hold out till your brother is healthy again. Contact Edge. Contact Christian. Contact the Dudley Boys. And give us just one more TLC match. Just give us one more. It doesn't have to be for any title. It could just be for pride. Who is the best Attitude Era tag team of those three? And the fans would go home happy. They could go home happy. And Matt can leave his way. The Dudley boys can leave their way. You know Edge is staying for a little while. So it's like, I really want... I A lot of, a lot of people want that match. But... Yeah. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Either way, Matt Hardy, free yourself and do what's best for you. All right. Kayla, your fair account, your uh, fellow Carolina man, what's that <laughs> um, for him? Honestly, I don't really see him going anywhere anytime soon. Um, as far as um, he might step away for a little bit, maybe wait for Jeff, maybe wait for the opportunity for that one last time. Um, but I could actually see him actually kind of just like laying low a little bit because he just had, they just had that baby. And um, as far as 
he might want to spend more time with his kids because I saw um what was it a while back Rebby had posted a video on Twitter where his son Maxwell the oldest one's like um, Matt went back to work and he's like okay who will be my daddy now and you know Rebby's like um he'll still be your daddy you just got to go to work so I think a part of him really you know may not retire just yet. Because, I mean, the guy still got it. Jeff still got it. And, I mean, they're going to wrestle until their, you know, body parts fall off because, you know, wrestling's in their blood. So, mm-hmm. I don't see him retiring anytime soon. Um, but I definitely see him just, you know, maybe go off TV for a while to actually go back home and be with the kids. You know, try to be more, um, be more of a father to them without being on the road all the time. Yeah. No, I definitely don't see the end of for Matt anytime soon. Um, I saw I saw on the other line on I saw the other lo- uh, the other day online that uh, Jeff just reported back to the performance center. So I do kind of see what you were saying, Kayla, about he may just kind of lay low for a bit, wait for Jeff to kind of get his bearings back together, so they can come back. Who knows if they may make a little run on NXT to help put over the talent over there. But uh, I definitely don't see the end for Matt Hardy anytime soon um, in WWE. It would actually be a shock if you were to leave WWE and either go to, like, AW or back to TNA. But um, we know that this is not the end of Matt Hardy for sure. Okay. And so with WrestleMania coming up, we do have the Hall of Fame, obviously, with that. Rumors came out this week that – for this year's class, the Bella Twins are scheduled to be inducted. And so a lot of back and forth on Twitter as far as like whether the twins deserve to go in at all, whether they deserve it to go this year or to wait and everything. So the, that's definitely why I wanted to bring that up as far as like, do they deserve to go into the Hall of Fame this year? Now, looking back over the careers of Nikki and Bree, they have brought um, a lot of attention to the women's division. They have three title reigns between them. Nikki at the time with the Divas title, the longest title reign in history. And outside of their work in the ring, they did um, with the reality shows, Total Divas, Total, Total Bellas, they did bring a lot of um, outside, um, they are exposing the world to the outside of the, outside of the WWE as far as like how their lives are, um, come about. Now, as far as like them going into the Hall of Fame this year, they do deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. I think this year is way too soon because there's definitely um, people more deserving who go who should go in sooner. Um, especially on the women's side, uh, number one on top of my list who um, has not been inducted yet is China for sure. Uh, we also do have uh, Victoria. And the number one overall list on for the Hall of Fame is who, who, who has not gone in and needs to go in is definitely Christian because a lot of fans online are like going, why isn't he in yet? So, yeah, I mean, the they definitely do deserve to go in. Just like it, it's just way too soon this year. Uh, Kayla, what do you think? I have to agree. Don't get me wrong. I love the Bella Twins. Um, I've always been a big fan of them. Um, but I honestly do think it is way too soon. Because, um, like you said, far as China hasn't been in, um, I won't go as far as Kelly Kelly, Victoria. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, trying to get my facts here, if I'm not mistaken, Michelle McCool was not even in the Hall of Fame. Nope. Um, I would even take it as far as another one that I think would deserve it is Maurice. You know, so, um, I, I say the Bella Twins, they do deserve it. I want to see them inducted into the Hall of Fame later down the line. Um, I'll be happy for them, but not this year. And I will go back. I'm with you and everybody on Twitter. Where the hell is Christian? Why is he not Hall of Fame? That That's still another thing that's triggered me. You know, like, okay, you got Edge in there. How come Christian hasn't been in there? Because there's other people that's been thrown in there. It's like, 
okay, how did they get in there before Christian? So hopefully, maybe, hopefully if they don't use their brain this year to put Christian in there, maybe we can hopefully next year or the year before, a uh, year after, something. But we're going to start a tweet out, put Christian in the Hall of Fame. We're going to keep doing that. Exactly. <laughs> Jolie? Do the Bellas deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? The answer is yes. They did help along with AJ Lee and who also deservedly deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and Paige push for the give divas a chance. I disagree about Maurice going in now, Michelle McCool and um, Candace. However, Molly Holly deserves to be in there. Mm. Cindy Lauper deserves to be in there. Yep. Celebrity wing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the women. Victoria, definitely, because I remember some of the matches with Victoria and Molly, Victoria and Lita. Ivory. Is Ivory in? Was Ivory in? Yes, Ivory's in. She went last year, didn't she? Yes. All right, so I think Molly Holly is more deserving. I think we should put some more of the Attitude Era women in. Um, Even Sable. Sable's not in, is she? Mm, Don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, come look at her her stint as um was it Mark Miro's manager and then she knocked him out. Sable definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. There, there's other women. There's uh, other women definitely that are more deserving. And as much as I love Christian, I would love him to be in the Hall of Fame. But I'm sorry, Vader and Davy Boy Smith need to go in ahead of him. <laughs> I'm with mankind on that one. Um, Davy Boy definitely. Uh, I mean, NWO, I get. Batista, I get. Um, because Batista is officially done with wrestling. NWO. Nash is actually officially done with wrestling. He's no longer wrestling. Scott Hall is no longer wrestling. Xbox might do stuff here and there, but he's no longer wrestling. But um, I get that one. But the Divas... Not the Divas, the Bella Twins. They 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 should be further down the line. There are other women. I mean, I do agree that Maurice, Candice, Michelle McCool, Layla, will even put Laycool in together. Laycool deserves to be in before the Bella Twins, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I mean, come on. What they did it with a tag title was, that was, or the championship title, they made it into a tag title. Pretty much, yeah. So, you know, there's other women that deserve to be in there and... There's other men, like I said, before Christian, I could see him either going in this year because the WWE has done something uh, suspicious and they have uh, trademarked Christian's name. Hmm. So either he's going in this year or he's coming back to wrestle. Ah. So I I think, like I said, if he doesn't go in this year, he should. He definitely is Hall of Fame worthy. He has won titles. He had some great matches, mid card, upper card. You know, he does deserve to be in it. So. Okay, Kayla, you found some. Yeah, um, 2018, Ivory went in. Last year was Tori Wilson. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So that settles that. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed that they actually get it right with Christian eventually. But um. Yeah, we'll we'll wait and see on the final card. Hope I mean they should be announced, making um, additional announcements for Hall of Fame soon. But the reason why they actually haven't started making announcements, they liked the way the NFL did their Hall of Fame announcements with the phone calls and the on set with uh, Jimmy Johnson and Coach Cower on CBS. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Apparently, a lot of Vince and some of the others, like Triple H, I believe as well, liked how they did that. They want to maybe spice something up with the um, Hall of Fame announcements, not just the way it is, which I think would be a cooler idea. Like, you know, they show up with a camera crew at their house, knock on their door, and it, it, it to me, would be more realistic and more like we would, the fans would see it. Yeah. Like we would see the video package, and then they would go in saying, Welcome to the Hall of Fame. That would be cool. If it, yeah. if it happens, that would be awesome. If not, you know, maybe they can work it for next year. But like, I like the way the NFL did that as well. 
I mean, I ever listened to the phone call for um, Harold Carmichael on 94.1 in Philadelphia when he got the phone call saying he was in the Hall of Fame. So it's it's I like the surprise. I like seeing their natural reaction. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, because it's like I've always been a fan of that as far as because it's like with WWE, it's definitely more back behind the scenes. And if they brought it more uh, in front of the audience and everything, that would definitely be cool because, yeah, with how they did did it this year for Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson. That was like fantastic. I love the clips with NFL Hall of Fame, the knocks on the door. And before they even open the door, you hear everybody in the back in the back like screaming and everything because you know who it is at the you know, it's David Baker at the door and everything. So if that's the direction that they're going for the Hall of Fame announcements for WWE, I'm all for it. Okay, so later on in the year we do have SummerSlam weekend. Now, new, now, this came up in the last couple of weeks and everything, but I definitely wanted to bring it up because of what uh, a reaction was to it. Uh, new Japan announced that their Wrestle Dynasty uh, event will be taking place at Madison Square Garden in New York on Saturday, August 22nd. Lo and behold, that's also the same weekend as NXT TakeOver in Boston for SummerSlam weekend. Now, later on, New Japan said it was totally coincidence, and they weren't intentionally planning to do that. Quote, quote, coincidence. We don't know that for sure. But now that we do have the two events going on that weekend, it's basically, uh, what does Triple H have to do to make sure that NXT does stand out that weekend? Kayla? Um, matches. Make sure the matches are good. Um, maybe... Do as far as maybe do a match that you've never had NXT people do. Um, I know we've seen, of course, war games, but I don't even think we've seen maybe no steel cage matches or because um, I've noticed when Triple H talked about NXT, especially on Corey Graves after the Bell podcast when he's on there, he talks so highly of NXT. Like we're not the low brand, we're actually considering it part of the roster, like the actual roster with Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if he's actually going to consider it that way, I think he should step up the matches. Give them, you know, give them the actual matches that you might see on Raw and SmackDown. Maybe, um, maybe not as far as a steel cage, but maybe like a Iron Man match, a last man stand. Little, give them a little bit more opportunities to actually improve the matches um, to help them maybe raise the stakes up a little bit with that weekend. Um, or if he wants to go to extreme to let them knock on the door and let them know they're there, um, strike them. Cause they have a lot of, um, they do have a lot of um, in the United States events coming up. Like, I guess they are trying to come over here. I know there's one coming up in Atlanta. I want to say, I don't know the correct, actual date i want to say it's coming up in march maybe something like that um but i think that would maybe be an opportunity just you know give them a little knock on the door say hey we're still over here you know some kind of thing so um but i think for him to actually even even not for SummerSlam to go up against new japan i honestly think maybe spice up the matches a little bit you know if you consider them a roster spot like rollins smackdown give those matches because I'm pretty sure people as far as Chimpa, Adam Cole, um, I could actually see Johnny Gargano. Um, I'd probably go as far as maybe Killian Dane, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Grimms, whatever. Um, whoever else would step up as maybe as far as Walter. I think, you know, they would actually would like that challenge, a different opportunity for challenges in matches that, you know, could put them to the test. And I think that would boost up the ratings. So I think that's what he needs to do to be able to actually compete with New Japan or any other brand out there that's willing to schedule the same time he's on there. Okay. All right. Jolly? You know, I'm thinking of New Japan, and there's one thing I know about New Japan is this. They have something, it's um 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 called, oh, the Bullet Club. But I believe there are four members, five members, actually, of the Bullet Club in NXT and in Raw. 
why not have an Undisputed Era versus a Bullet Club match? Right. I've been wanting that. I've been wanting that so bad. That would that would pull people away, in all honesty, because people have want like you said, people have wanted that match. And yeah, people say, well, that could be a, a, a Survivor Series match. No, it can't. Finn's on NXT. Mm-hmm. You could have a faction match. You could get Shayna, Marina, uh, um, uh, Jessamine, even see if Ronda wants to come out of hiding and birthing babies and go against the four horsewomen. I've been wanting that match too. It's Oof. one of my... That's what I want. <laughs> you could have... Everyone wants that. <laughs> you could have Sanity reform and take on the Imperium. Oh. There are so much that, that NXT can do. They have so much talent. And if Triple H wants to call me, DM me, man, because I can give you so many ideas. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. <laughs> I mean, New Japan is great, yes. Did they do it on purpose? Yes. That is my opinion. And I know opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. But the <laughs> fact that SummerSlam has been posted since last SummerSlam, when they announced where it was going to be, after SummerSlam, everybody knows the Saturday before SummerSlam is TakeOver. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already have AEW respecting not doing anything during WrestleMania weekend. They don't. They didn't do anything during SummerSlam weekend. They are being respectful on that. New Japan, yes, I get that they want to pull some of the straggling fans that are like on the fence about WWE, AEW. They want something different. Don't get me wrong. You've got Okada, Will Ospreay, some amazing guys. Um, I can't remember them all because I can't pronounce some of their names, and I feel bad that I can't. But they've got great wrestlers that put on amazing matches. But sometimes you don't want to see all the flips. You want to see actual stories. Yeah. And that's what NXT does. That's what NXT brings. That's what WWE brings. Yes, are there stories in New Japan? Yes, are there stories in AEW? Yes, but the thing is... the people that have personified this right now in Aussie out of all three brands of WWE NXT is bringing storylines to life you you have so much coming for it and I will get more into this when we get to the NXT takeover because I can talk about their storylines for days it's just amazing you know the storylines that the WWE can do to combat this I mean yeah. they could they could put shows in where New Japan is they can be petty like that but I don't see them being petty like that I mean, it'd be easy to be petty, but maybe sometimes not being petty doesn't turn fans away from your company. No, definitely. And with some of the storylines that are taking place with NXT, I can see them even uh, stretching out as far as SummerSlam to even include like the Ironman matches and possibly steel cages and stuff like that. So the way I look at it is if... um, Triple H is a very smart man, and he'll definitely figure out a way to make a statement that weekend. And spicing up the card, as long as he spices up the card with the right matches and everything, he'll definitely pull in the crowds. And, I mean, of course, New Japan Faithful will be um, in New York, but as far as, like, the everyone who's up in the air, as long as Triple H spices up the card, I don't see any problem there. And so... AEW, because Jolie did bring that up. This past Wednesday, we do have a new AEW Women's Champion with Nyla Rose. She finally uh, had the chance to defeat Riho, who held the the title down pretty well as the first women's champion. And, but Nyla Rose finally came in, took the title from her. So, after the win, there was a lot of back and forth on social media as far as like is this a good thing or a bad thing for the women's division of AEW and was this the right move so Jolie is Nyla Rose winning the women's title good or bad for the women's division on AEW it's good because it'll get more exposure um Rio is an amazing wrestler but she does have commitments with um another company I can't remember off the top of my head so Nyla winning is stardom thank you 
I was, I, was, I was thinking Shimmer for some reason, but Stardom, I, I knew it began with an S. Um, I would have preferred that um, Chris Statlander won the title first, but I see history where Nyla is concerned. Um, she's the first transgendered woman to win a title that I am aware of. And so I give mad props to AEW for putting that. And I will go off more in the gestures court after the show, um, explaining my take on all the hatred that is coming out of it. Um, at least it does give the AEW's women division a champion that'll be on every week. Um, hopefully Awesome Kong comes back soon because I would actually love to see a title program between those two. They're two big women. I have loved Kong since when she was in uh, Impact Wrestling and she moved over to WWE uh, for her um, small stint before I think she either got injured or was pregnant and she had to leave the company. And there was, I, I've heard there's no been no ill will between her and the WWE. So again, like I Kong is always been a major respect towards, I just like the bigger women. I think, you know, they need more respect and more love, but yeah, yeah no, I definitely think it's a plus for the women's division. No, I, um, I definitely feel it's a good move for the women's division because as I said, Props to Riho and everything, but as champion, she really hasn't been around a whole lot because of her commitments. And although a lot of she's been, although a lot of the um, times she's been like attacking people, putting people through tables and stuff like that, Nyla has been around, and so she'll be more of a presence for the women's division uh, going forward. How long she keeps the title, I don't know, but um, but I definitely see this as a right move. Now, I'm going to throw you ladies off, and I apologize about this, but I had to bring this up. Uh, checking my phone right now, and we were discussing the future of Matt Hardy, and um, yeah, any uh, moves from Matt Hardy as far as like NXT or taking time off are going to have to wait. WWE just tweeted out, following the Vipers' vicious attack, Matt Hardy is coming for Randy Orton in a no-holds-barred match this Monday on Raw. Excellent. Ah. Bring it on. Right? They want to know why they were called Team Extreme. You want to know why? And again, this would be a great way to write him off for time off. It could be a great way to bring Jeff in. Mm -hmm. This is epic. I love it. Again, like I said, I've been a Matt Hardy fan since 1999. Um, old Hardy Boys fan in, in general. So bring it on, dude. I cannot wait to see him go full tilt to against the Viper. I mean, he's going to have weapons at his disposal. This also gives Edge a way to come back and attack him as well. So I love the way they did the storylines. Love it, love it. Weren't we just talking about storylines? And, you know, <laughs> and I will say this about Raw. I will say this about Raw. Uh, Raw has actually, the product has been getting a lot better. Yeah. Whatever Heyman is doing is working. He is bringing the storylines up. He's making them better. Now, I mean, some of the things annoy me, but again, you, every, you're going to find something you don't like about something. That's human nature. There's going to be something that you don't like. They've actually extended the women's division. They've made it better. They're bringing storylines to the women's division. They've made it better. You have Charlotte, who could either be going for the NXT title, Becky's title, Bailey's title. You don't know. That's great story, man. That's a great story. You don't know what's going to happen. Will she show up to Portland? We don't know. We'll discuss later. But you have Becky and Shayna. You now have the Kabuki Warriors free of that entanglement with Becky, which was partly due to Kyrie's injury from TLC, mm -hmm. which I'm glad they gave her enough time to recuperate because concussions are very bad and they deserve enough time to heal and get ready. So this gives them time to either defend the titles at Elimination Chamber or get challenged for their titles by an Elimination Chamber um, style tag team match like they had last year. Right. Ka Kayla, your thoughts on uh, what I what I said about Matt Hardy? The announcement? Um, I think... That would actually be a really good match because I remember 
I remember back in the day when they used to, you know, have their quite a feuds or whatever. They always put on a good show, um, which I hope. I love Orton to death. He's been one of my favorites at the top since I ever started watching. But um, I'm going to go with Matt Hardy. I think, you know, somebody needs to stand up to the Viper because it seems lately when he starts a feud, it seems like they just kind of fall underneath. So um, I hope Matt Hardy will actually go out there and steal the show. Both of them will steal the show like always. So um, I look forward to watching Monday Night Raw now. Yeah, definitely. That one's – I was definitely not expecting that, so that definitely threw a curveball at us. Yeah, here on one end we're thinking Matt's done, and then bam, here comes a no-holds-bar match. So it's definitely going to be on on Monday. But before we even get to that, we've brought it up a few times and everything. NXT TakeOver Portland this weekend, sun, Sunday night, and – Let's see, six great matches. Either one of these could steal the show, but uh, let's go by the let's go down the card one by one, and let's see what we come up with as far as like our predictions for the match. So we start off with the NXT Tag Titles, Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. Um, on this one, I'm actually going for the Broserweights because their duo together is comedic genius. And I really would hate for it to see the, to see it end so soon. Plus, I think um, Undisputed, they've had the titles long enough. And uh, it's like they need to be taking out a few more pe- uh, pegs and everything. So I'm definitely going with the Broserweights on this one. Kayla? I admit I am not a big fan of the Broserweights because um, I've never really liked Pete Dunne or Matt Riddle. Um, but now that they got together... Um, they've actually kind of grown on me, which here lately, a lot of people that I've highly disliked has grown on me. Um, but I am actually, at first, now that I've really thought about it, I've been going back and forth through the past few days with it. Um, I honestly think it is the end of the Undisputed Era. So Kyle Raleigh and Bobby Fish is going to lose the titles at TakeOver to Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Jolly, first off. Thank you, Triple H, for putting these two together. (laughs) (laughs) This is honestly their little vignettes during NXT. I was dying when he shoved Pete up into the the boot of the plane. And then he pulled in, and then you see Triple H walking out. I was dying. Like, I didn't, like, you have, it's the perfect reincarnation of the odd couple. It really is. And... While I am an Undisputed Era fan, I do feel that the Broserweights can take the titles from them. It gives them something to do. It doesn't make them lost in the shuffle because right now there's way too many feuds for the NXT UK title. There's way too many feuds for the um, NXT title and the US championship. This way it gives them something to do. It gives UE to feud with somebody different for a little bit. And so... uh, it's three for three for us. We're going bruiserweights. <laughs> All right. All right. Next on the list, we got Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. They've been going at each other's throats for weeks. And so they finally get a chance to settle it in the ring. Because <sighs> I don't see this one ending anytime soon. Uh, I'm definitely going to go been on this one uh because that way whenever it does finally end johnny will get the last laugh but i'm going thin jolie double count out Ooh, curveball <laughs> either double count out or double disqualification in a, where they both attack each other with weapons or do something illegal um it's the only way to keep the feud going in my mind um well i mean there's other ways but i think it would be better suited to to fall out with a double count out this way it could lead up to an iron man match Mm -hmm. so because these two guys can go the distance i think in any match um there's definitely like a 30 minute iron man match to be the complete winner is definitely something i would like to see it's definitely a match that these both guys deserve um i am a fan of both i love finn i love johnny gargano i think they're both great athletes if i had to pick besides the double count out I would go with Finn 
just because you need something to motivate Gargano. But I just like my uh, double count out. <laughs> All right, so Jolie with the double count out. Now, Kayla, I know Finn, Finn's your guy and everything, but <laughs> but um, who do you who do you actually see? How do you see this match ending? I actually think it's great because, Julie, I was actually going the same way you were. This is just the first match between these two. They're finally able to go at it. I agree with her. Somehow, it's either going to be a double count out or somebody is going to strike where it's not going to end a no contest because, like I said, this match has been heating up for um, weeks far as um, from the 1916, from him returning to Adam Cole for distraction, um, and then plenty of kicks in between, and then far as the promos where he's saying, I will, sta- I will stab you in the heart with an NXT flag, and Finn does, says, I don't have one. So um, I could actually see this going to maybe to a no contest, but um, if honestly, if there was a winner, I would have to say Finn Balor, because like Shocker. I said... um Finn Balor definitely because like I said Johnny right now thinks he's on top and I think maybe a lose to Finn Balor will bring the heat out in him a little bit more and want him to um maybe challenge a little bit more so um definitely at takeover this match is not over and this feud is definitely going to continue as far as takeover all right, so time to get into the women. On uh, let's see, we got Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai in a street fight, and of course we all know Dakota. Dakota started this back at War Games, and Tegan Knox is finally getting her, getting her hands on her in a match. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, second match. My bad. Okay, so. As far as like this one coming out, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be brutal and everything with a street fight, but I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, Dakota, uh, Tegan's gonna get her, so Tegan's gonna get her uh, retribution in the end and everything. So I'm definitely going Tegan on this one. Kayla, um, back it up a little bit when I said as far as um what to do, what your point needs to do with the division. I totally forgot that this match between um Kota Kai and Tegan Knox was a street fight. Um which I always kind of like the street fights on Raw and SmackDown. I think they take each other to the limit. Um, I really think this is the time where Tegan's really going to come out and get her full revenge on Dakota um, from War Games. So um, Tegan Knox is my prediction. Jolly? Tegan and Dakota. Team kick. I can't pick a winner in this one because I could see it going either way. Um, Tegan gets her revenge, but the way that they've been building up Dakota, I would hate to see them end this feud so quickly. So I could see Dakota Kai winning, doing underhanded methods like she has been the past couple weeks. Um, Beth, I think, brought it up that she keeps cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, so this way she can cheat legally. And so I could definitely see this continuing um, on to take over Tampa. Tegan does get her licks in. She does get a certain amount of revenge, but I could see, like, a quote-unquote injury. Not a real one, but, like, you know, with her... Or, I mean, Dakota Kai faking an injury to get the the win. That's what I meant. Um, but I definitely see, like, you know, like, Tegan just wailing on her, wailing on her. She beats the crap out of her, but, like, you know, and Dakota feigns injury and then rolls her up and holds the tights or holds the pants and then... You know, again, this is similar to Finn and Gargano. This is definitely not a match that's over quickly. There's a lot of pent up rage. There's a lot of anger. This is definitely, um, this has my Charlotte Becky feels when they started feuding back in 18 uh, after um, SummerSlam. So this is definitely a rivalry match to that level. Um, and that didn't end anytime soon either. So. I cannot wait to see what happens. I mean, they have been doing a lot of um, hyping Tegan's return mm-hmm. with the the PC uh, YouTube channel. Like, they have, like, small vignettes about her return. So, it, they're, they're hyping her up a lot more. So, that's why I have a feeling that Kai is going to win. Okay. All right. And let's see. Going back to championships here. 
Our new North American title holder, Keith Lee, will make his first defense against a longtime rival, Dominic Dijakovic. And these two have put on some banger matches before. I don't see this one going any other way. It's going to be another stellar match. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go with my fellow Texan, Mr. Keith Lee, in this one, and he's uh, coming out of Portland with the title. And Jolie, what do you got? Uh, definitely Keith Lee um, is winning. Uh, I don't see them taking off the title him that quickly. He has busted his ass to get to where he's at, and I think that you know Dijakovic is a great competitor. He's a great rival. For Keith, because the thing that those two big men can do in the ring, it reminds me of two little guys. Like you have them doing jumps and flips, and they're telling a story. And I'll say that a lot. That they they tell stories, and that's what makes the matches interesting. So I definitely see Keith winning. Definitely seeing it this rivalry not ending. But I'm kind of wondering um, if there might be interference from a certain undisputed member who feels slighted. Um, because you know Roddy wants his title back, even though he's focused on Dream at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, it, it, there could be some outside interference. But I definitely see Keith Lee keeping the title, even though I like Dijakovic as well. I'm a Keith Lee fan. <laughs> Kayla? Um, uh, for this match, I'm definitely going for Keith Lee. Um, I love him and Dominic both in the um, ring. I love them as tag team. I love them actually going at each other because they always put on a great show. Um, so I could actually probably see maybe some um, interfering as well in there. Because um, like you said, Roderick Strong still has that feud that, hey, you took my title, buddy. Um, whatever going on there. So, um, But I agree. I don't see Keith Lee losing the title just like that. But, hey, it's WWE. Anything is possible. Um, but as far as who's the winner, I'm definitely going Keith Lee. All right. Okay, so back to the women. We have the NXT Women's Championship on the line, Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair. And we all know that this is going to have possible WrestleMania implications because uh, it is known. Um, it has been stated that Charlotte is supposed to be in Portland. Afterwards, but as far as like this match is concerned, I'm actually thinking it's somehow going to end. I might be all, I might be going a little offside or off base with this one and everything, but I think this may end up in a DQ with Rhea keep, keeping the title somehow, and because I'm only saying this because it's like I want the match. If this is going to happen at WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship, I want it to be a triple threat. Just with how Bianca has been coming about these last couple of weeks with this whole storyline and everything, it's like this needs to be a triple threat. But as far as like the match this weekend and everything, I, I see this ending in a DQ. Kayla? I was stickering while you were saying that because I had that down. I had Bianca Belair wins via disqualification because... I just, I could be wrong, but a part of me, yes, Charlotte Flair will be there. The Queen will make her presence well known. But a part of me thinks she's going to get involved and she's going to either attack Bianca, but more than likely she's going to go for Ripley. So, in a way, I do see Bianca Belair winning via disqualification. So, um, as I don't see Charlotte just being laying low to make her presence like, Hey, I'm here. I'm not going to attack. I can see Charlotte getting actually involved. So I am going to go Bianca Belair via disqualification. All right, Jelly. Well, Rhea still holds the title. It's going to be a banger of a match. That's my prediction. I do agree again with the DQ, but I think she's going to close line them both. Ah, double DQ. Because <laughs> they both attacked her. They both, slammed her in the mat face down, so why not attack them both? And that way it does it's a more of a setup saying, all right, you know what, it's the triple threat. We've we've talked about this in chat multiple times how we want this to be a triple threat match. There's people online that wanted this to be a triple threat match. This is gonna be 
an amazing match. And I mean, even if uh, if Charlotte wasn't involved at all, if this wasn't even had, <clears throat> if this even didn't have any WrestleMania um, implications, I would say Rhea would win, hands down. Mm-hmm. I feel Bianca could be moving over to Raw, just along with Shayna, just so she can be closer to uh, to Tez, her husband. Um, but <clears throat> with the fact that Charlotte is involved, you've had Rhea go to Raw multiple times. It's definitely, like, the fact that they both double-slammed her on NXT two weeks ago. Definitely feel that this is going to be either, definitely DQ some way or another. Charlotte is getting involved. Charlotte's going to pick up the ma- uh, mic and say, both of you, mania. Oh. oh, fingers crossed on that one. Okay, and then more than likely the main event will be the NXT Championship on the line with Adam Cole defending against Tommaso Ciampa. Cole wants to continue his dominance. Ciampa wants Goldie back. And if I'm not mistaken, Cole is coming up on um, possibly breaking Finn's uh, reign as far as uh, Finn's uh, days as far as like holding the NXT title the longest. Um, But I also don't want this rivalry to end anytime soon. But as far as like, so it's like I'm back and forth on this one. But as far as like this weekend, I think Champa gets it back. Champa gets Goldie back. <sighs> Jolie, I feel that Champa deserves to get Goldie back. I want him to win very badly because he never did lose the title. He had to relinquish it due to an injury, and um, I just he has this in-ring presence, his theme song, the way he walks down to the ring. I just I love everything about what he does. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am an Adam Cole fan. I do scream out Bebe, you know, when he comes out. Um, The dude, they're both talented in ring. Even if Ciampa wins, it's not ending here. We know this. Undisputed is like a dog with a bone, and a dog in the hunt is better sometimes for a faction like that. When you've got to have adversaries or something to fight for, it makes you better. Mm-hmm. It makes the story, again, the storytelling better. So I definitely agree that Ciampa wins the title, and then we could definitely have another one of those, you know, rubber matches. Like, you know, somehow Cole wins, but via DQ, and then they set up for another um, giant takeover match in Tampa. I definitely see this not any All these matches, I don't see the rivalries ending, except for maybe like the Keith Lee Dijakovic one, because there are other guys I like to see fight him. Mm-hmm. And, um, but definitely all these matches have long-term impl- implications. Right. All right. Kayla, who do you got? I am going to do Tomasa Chimpa, because one, like we've all said, he has not rightfully lost his title. He never, um, he had to vacate it. Um, and as far as Adam Cole breaking Finn's record for him to retain it, he would have to win on Sunday. Um, right now he stands out 41 days of breaking that. Um, but as far as breaking the undisputed error to bring them back down, with their reign to come to an end, Adam Cole has to lose. So at NXT TakeOver, Tomasa Chimpa will join Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe, becoming the third person, become a two-time NXT champion. Who knows? And who knows? It's like like last year we had like the whole Gargano and Cole trilogy and everything. We may have another trilogy this year on our hands with uh, Ciampa and Cole. So we'll see what happens. Again, they have amazing chemistry. I mean, that's what's definitely that's one thing I really like about this card is that all these 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 matches, every participant with their counterpart has amazing chemistry. They have amazing storytelling abilities, and there is so much staying power with all of that. So right. NXT is I will say this right now, NXT is no longer minor leagues. NXT is its own brand, and it's time that people respect that. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. 
So wrapping up the show, we do have a segment we call the Justice Chair. Now, normally uh, what we would do is have make it a hot seat with rapid fire questions, but kind of starting off the whole podcast life and everything for us, we definitely want to take time each week to have each one of us kind of give us a little, give everyone a little background as far as like how they became wrestling, how we each became wrestling fans. And I thought no better way to start it off than to throw the jester herself in the chair. So Jolie, welcome to the jester's chair with the jester herself. How did I get into wrestling? Uh, I've been a fan since about 1986, so that made me about five years old. Um, used to watch it with my mom uh, whenever I was at her house. Um, not only WWF when it was called out at the time, but uh, WCW. I think we even watched a little NWA. And then I just it just stuck with me. It's been one of those staples in my life that I, I constantly love, and um, it did save my life. It did help me through a lot of tough times. Um, like I said, with the Hardy Boys, I've been a fan of theirs for 20 years, finally getting to meet uh, – I got to meet Matt last year at Access. I got Jeff to sign a sign, and I have his wrist arm band, which was cool. Um, there's nothing like being a part of the wrestling community. Um I say um a lot. I apologize. There's not. I have never found a, any more greater people than a part of the wrestling community. We we reach out for each other. We help each other. And there's nothing better than being a wrestling fan, in my opinion. There is nothing better being a fan of anything. I'm just an overall nerd. But wrestling is something that I've always loved since I was five years old, something I'm going to love until I'm a hundred to five. If I live that long and I will love whatever product is out there. I'm just a wrestling fan. That's awesome. Now it's definitely, yeah, definitely nothing like the wrestling community and we are definitely a tight knit bunch. So that is definitely, that's definitely a wonderful story. Well, that is all the time that we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. And stay tuned for the Jester's Court. And welcome to the first ever edition of a Jester's Court. I'm your resident Jester Jolie, and before I get to today's docket case, let me give you a little bit of information about myself. I'm a part of the Queen's Takeover. I write for Belly Up Wrestling, and this is a way for me to be a little bit more sarcastic, a little more funny. Sometimes it's going to be serious like today's topic. Now, another side note. I am not an AEW fan. This is a disclaimer. I'm not. I'll support Cody Rhodes. I'll support Brandy Rhodes. I support all of them. I'm glad that they're doing what they're doing. But it's just not a product for me. There's no hate. I hate no one towards that community at all. So, going forward, today's topic is about Nyla Rose winning the AEW's Women's Championship title. Now, you're probably thinking, well, you just said you're not an AEW fan. I'm not a fan, but it doesn't mean I haven't watched the product. There's some, it, it's getting better, and if it starts interesting me, I will watch it. But right now, I prefer the storytelling I'm seeing in other products. Just plain and simple. And for me, Nyla winning is actually a big step for the LGBT community. And because it's a community I'm a part of. I'm openly gay. I'm openly queer. I have been since... Probably I came out officially in 1999, but I always knew. And um, so this is a big thing for me. I've always been a very staunch supporter of gay rights, gay activism, trans rights, trans activism. I don't like the hatred within any of communities. Um, so this is one that I'll actually stand up for. Because statistically, the trans community is one of the more endangered communities amongst the LGBT because people don't understand and they don't want to understand. They don't care. 
So there's some of you egotistical, misogynistic, know-it-all jackasses out there, like Val Venus, for instance, who thinks that because Nyla Rose used to be a man, she doesn't deserve to be a champion because she's taking away spots from a woman. No, Santina Morales, or whatever the hell her name was, um, that's played by Santino, that took a spot away from a woman in the Royal Rumble. That was a disgusting display. I've spoke out against that in the WWE. That has really angered me, especially as somebody from the LGBT community, because there's plenty of other women they could have used. That being said, Nyla winning is not a slap in the face of the women. I'm pretty sure if you didn't know she was transgendered, you wouldn't be able to tell. To me, she looks like any other bigger woman that's been wrestling out there. For the longest time, China was considered to be a man, but she wasn't, and she went through a lot of surgery to prove otherwise. You don't realize, people don't realize, and I'm sorry, I keep saying you, I don't mean you, my listeners. I mean, I'm speaking to the hateful jackasses that are probably not going to listen to this, but saying you is a lot better than me cussing them out constantly. Because people don't want to take the time to educate themselves. People just see what they want to see, and they're blind to their rage, and blind to their ignorance, and they're blind to their misogyny. Trans people are human. They just feel differently. And just because they feel differently and they go about doing things differently doesn't give you the right to put them down, to attack them verbally, physically, sexually. It doesn't give you the right. If you don't like it, just ignore it. That's what a lot of people do today, is ignore the shit in front of them. And there's a quote that a friend of mine posted, and um, it said, Stand up for something you believe in, even if you're standing alone. Stand up for something you believe in, even if you're standing alone. See, I know I'm not alone on this hill. That's the best part. I saw so many trans allies come out. So many LGBT community allies come out. It, it was something beautiful, and they're fighting you, these hateful jackasses. It's just the hate's got to stop. Now, I think it was a good step in the direction of AEW to put that title onto Nyla's waist. I give props. I really do. But AEW needs to step up and speak up. It it means something to put out something. But when you're not talking about it, when you're just letting it be and not putting out education that goes along with it, so people can educate themselves and their minds, then, you know, I kind of have a problem. If they start doing that, that's perfectly fine. I've known a few people that were trans in my life. And they go through hell. Some of them decided not to go through the surgery. Some of them did go through the surgery. Some have decided to live as drag queens and drag kings. And they're happy with that. I have known many trans in my life. Pre-op, post-op, no-op. You spewing your hatred is only going to cause more chaos and more violence. Be better. I want to take a uh, quick minute to put out a PSA. Trans youth are at risk. Any youth is at risk, but the trans community, their youth is more at risk than anything else because people just don't understand. If you know anybody that is questioning their sexuality, questioning their gender identity, please go to the Trevor Project. It's a, a very helpful website for LGBT youth. 
I didn't have this when I was a kid. I didn't have the Trevor Project. I didn't have anybody when I was coming out, really. Ellen later, but that was close to when I was actually accepting who I was. It actually helped me accept who I was. Nyla could do the same thing for somebody else. So if you have the chance, please, if you know anybody, just tell them to go to the trevorproject.org. You can find information, you can educate yourself, you can help somebody. So that ends this edition of the Jester's Court. I know this was a heavy topic. I actually had to record this multiple times because I've been very angry and I wanted to actually speak more clearly today. Now I'm going to come out with later editions. They might be a little bit heavier, might be funnier. I think I know what my next topic will be next week. Just got to tune in to find out. And uh, court's adjourned. Have a great day.